Good evening. It is Victoria with Dream Dogs, and this is our Tuesday night webinar. We go live on our Dream Dog Central Florida Dog Training Facebook page. And then what we do is we take it, we download it, we upload it again. Usually it takes about an hour or so to download. Yeah, I could just dual record it, but then we lose out on the awesome captions um, because the captions are through the software that we use to do the webinars. So then what we do is we upload it to YouTube. Why YouTube? Well, YouTube's the second largest search engine and it does free subtitles. So we upload it to YouTube and we upload it to our podcast. So we try to get it downloaded and re-uploaded on the next day, which is Wednesday. Sometimes we hit some snafus and it doesn't work out that way, but we try. Uh, so this is also our podcast, which is nice because then it lets you know what's going on and that you're not taking crazy pills. So hello, hello and good evening to y'all. Um, we have a bunch of Q and A's for tonight. Um, but before we get started, so please feel free to add your own um, just in the comment section and add it in there. Uh, I did want to talk about working for food. So while I'm doing this, guess what Rich and Luke are doing? So if you listen to last week's podcast, you know I wasn't feeling good. Um, I go through times where I'm not doing good and I'm super dizzy. I just got about an hour nap in, which I never nap for an hour. So I should be good tonight. Good to go tonight. But um, yeah, it's one of my wonky times where I'm dizzy and all. So I, I don't do well. And Rich and Luke really have been doing amazing uh, with the dogs. Uh, you know, we've been doing training at night with them, but that had been on me for the most part. And uh, so Rich and Luke have been doing it so wonderfully that they're even telling me, if you're going to come in here and just take pictures and talk to us during it, uh, but we want to do this together. So it's become father-son bonding time over clicker training dogs at night for their dinner. Who would have thunk it? Uh, so we do have the boot camp dogs and our personal dogs as well. Um, they do work for their dinner, uh, which means that they get trained at night. So they get trained in the morning too, um, two big training sessions, evening and morning. Um, those are the big ones where they work for the food. Um, we also do multiple walks, uh, multiple just quick little sessions. They We aim for 15 to 30 minutes on place. Uh, we have a come when called session every day to work on that. Uh, you know, we have, and then we add that in throughout the day as well. Uh, so, you know, we have, they're kept quite busy and usually through the afternoon, they like to sleep. So that works out really good. And that's whenever we get to run our errands and do our stuff. Uh, one of the things we've been doing lately has been watching, uh, watching MasterChef, watching Gordon Ramsay cooking. So we've been trying out some new recipes that way. And so we have a new one that we're going to try on dumplings. I'm very excited for Chinese dumplings. Um, so we have to work for our food. So we have the dogs working for their food. So that's one thing I encourage everyone to try if you haven't done it yet is instead of feeding your dog food with the bowl, is putting it, I use the Tupperware. Gypsy got a new toy today. She's very excited to have her new toy and she squeaks all the time with it. Gypsy, honey. Oh, and she's already taken it outside and it's very dirty. Um, so yeah, so they, they work for their dinner. So we'll put their, their daily ration of food in the Tupperware with the top on it and with their name labeled on it. We label their name with a um, masking tape Sharpie, right? So we'll, we'll label, here's their food for the day. So everyone gets a different amount of food for the day. And then we also have treats and another Tupperware. So they can always have some treats, um, but they get that. And so they'll get some in the morning working and they'll get some treats in the morning working and then they'll get the rest of it at night. And if you, you tell me, you know, I don't have time. I'm so busy. I don't have time to train my dog at night. What if I told you, um, if I'm quick about it, 
It could take me five minutes, five to seven minutes, depending on the dog, you know, because it does take some time to eat. And this is five to seven minutes. That's Django who eats four to six to seven cups of food a day. Uh, you know, you don't have to do sit, click, one kibble. Down, click, one kibble. You can do sit, click, he comes to you, toss him a handful of food or let him eat out of your hand a handful of food. Or say you're feeding a raw diet or a canned food diet and you're like, I don't want to touch that. Um, all you got to do is get a second bowl. Well, I guess an only bowl if you're using Tupperware and put it on the ground and then do a spoonful in. Um, I've also taught my dogs know how to eat off of a spoon and a fork. So I could, because when I was doing this with Gypsy when she was raw fed, I would get a spoonful of the ground beef and I would let her eat it. And then the next thing, click, reach, grab the spoon, spoonful of ground beef and let her eat it. But part of that is all about the timing, guys. You're going to click when they're doing the behavior. And after you click is when you're going to reach for that food, no matter what type of food it is. And this is one thing that people can get a little bit flustered on, flummoxed on, and all thumbs on, right? Uh, because they want to click and then shove the food into the dog's face. Don't do that. Just click and then move your hand to go get that food. So if you have food on the table right in front of you, right? You're watching this from some sort of screen. So I'm assuming that you're holding it, right? You got to just put your hands on your knees with that clicker in one of your hands. When your dog does something right, click and then move and get the food. Okay, um, we found that that helps out tremendously. Um, it gets them really excited and thinking about it. And I actually do want them to come up to me, um, Gypsy and Django and, and the dogs, they could put their little paws on me like, hey, where's the food at? Depending on what we're doing, um, because that click ends the behavior. So after the click, they don't have to hold that position anymore. Um, and so that's kind of the whole idea with it. Uh, so yeah, that I wanted to make sure we talked about. Also our online course. Well, it's no longer our online courses, guys. We have a whole online school and you can get certificates for finishing the courses. Ah, how cool is that? Um, and it is at, are you ready to write this down? It's at learn, L-E-A-R-N, learn dot dream K9. That's D-R-E-A-M. The letter K, the number nine, dot com. Learn.dreamk9.com. Or if you go to servicedog.teachable.com, same thing. We have it there. So what we're going to do is we've had star.com. But you know what? That is a long word to spell out. And whenever I type it in, I always get spelling errors. Like, always. <laughs> Every single time I do it, I get a spelling error and I have to go back and fix it. So... We're switching it up. Now, the howtotrainyourservicedog.com is available. I have that domain through December, and I have the platform that everything's on through January. So I don't know if I'll renew it for a year or not and then redirect it, but it's how to train your service dog. And that's what all of you guys should have is how to train your service dog.com. Uh, but what we did last weekend, I actually started doing it. When was it? And how did this all get started is I changed email servers. I changed to who we have. It was um, Entreport. I now use Active Campaign. So when I was talking to the Active Campaign guy on Tuesday, you know, last Tuesday, a week ago, um, they had a really nice online course, a mini course that you take whenever you're signing up with them. And I said, who, where, how was this hosted? Like, I want, I want that. That's how I want my online course to look because it was unbelievable. So nice, so fresh, so clean, so crisp, so easy to understand, so easy to follow where you're at and not get lost. And, uh, and they told me, 
And so I looked into that, uh, had a webinar, I want to say Wednesday night, and then bought it Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Then I had to move everything over, which means I had to download all the videos. I had them hosted on Vimeo, had to download all the videos. So I made sure I had them in case anything crashed, which is something I needed to do anyway, and re-uploaded them. So it's the same videos. It's not the new courses that we're working on. It is these same videos, but it is on a new platform that is so much better. So I encourage you to check it out. Even if you're like, I don't wanna buy an online course right now, just check it out because we have some that you can set up and watch for free. So you can just get a feel for us and what it is that we do. You can see everything that's on there and we have adding a bunch of stuff on the service dog course for gluten alert, allergens alert, how to detect, how to get your dog to detect them um, uh, to help you out better. So we're working on that and we're gonna be redoing everything, which is fantastic. Okay, so check it out. It's at learn.dreamk9.com or servicedog.teachable.com. Okay, both of them have it. Our online school. I'm so excited. So, so excited. It's going to be amazing. And I just thought of a couple other things while I was sitting here getting my mind ready for the webinar tonight, making sure I had everything pulled up. And uh, there's some other videos I have to put on there. Oh, just thought of another one. Um, Bart's been doing a bunch of the Nipopo, um, no, not the Nipopo, the chameleon videos um, on how to use that. So I want to put all those up on there too and just take them from YouTube and see if I can um, embed them that way. Because that would be nice because then we can have his on there. And who better to tell us how to use it than the guy who created it, invented it, and produces them, right? So here we go. <coughs> so we have... Someone asked how to find the podcast. What you want to do, uh, where to find the podcast is you go to our website at traink9.com and you can find it there or uh, download and search on your podcast player. So whatever podcast player that you have, uh, I'm Apple, so it comes with a podcast player. Uh, you just get in there and you search up how to train your service dog. Or you should be able to search up dream dogs with the Z at the end or service dog dream dogs. And it should come up, but it's called how to train your service dog. If you search my name, it should come up as well, Victoria Warfel. That's W-A-R-F as in flower, E-L. But uh, go on there, subscribe to it. And what that means is every week when the new ones come out, you'll get notification and you can listen to them. I have some podcasts that I just love listening to, and I subscribe to them. And a lot of times I'll use them, I'll listen to them, you know, while I'm in the shower. I'll listen to them while I'm straightening up the house. I'll listen to them while I'm cooking. I'll listen to them while I'm out walking dogs. I'll listen to them in the car. So there's a lot of times where I'll listen to them because I don't want to listen to just noise, like music noise, or, you know, I don't need to focus on something. Like, uh, if I don't need to focus, I can listen to it. It's not a problem. If I need to focus, I can't listen to anything. Uh, okay, so that's where to find the podcast. So here's another question. What about when they're pausy? Um, what do you do to correct that? It's a great question, Sunny. So I don't like it whenever the dogs rake their nails down me. And now you got to remember, Gypsy is a 65-pound Mack truck. And whenever she claws at me, it hurts. Uh, so when they're puppies, like Django's a puppy, so I don't mind him coming up to me like, hey, where is it? Um, but there's a difference between like a bounce off of, hey, where is it, and a claw rake. So I usually don't teach paw at me because of that. I'd rather teach a nose boop. You know, they boop you with their nose than a paw. So it's all up to you on what you want. But if they're starting to get pawsy, uh-uh. So you click to release them. So they sit, right? And you click. And they run up to you and, like, they slam into you. Well, you might want that. 
you know, if you're training some sort of sport where they have to be like agility stuff, right? You might want them to do that. But if you're training house pets or service dogs or therapy dogs, you might not want that. So if you don't want it, just, I uh, know -uh, you have to be a little more polite now. Oh, you're sitting nicely uh, right in front of me. Sit. Then I'll take a step backwards and they'll stand up and they'll come towards me. And then boom, I can deliver the treat right there. Okay. Or if they're coming up to me, they're running and they're like, I'm going to bounce off of you. I might toss the treat over to the side so they get deter detoured and I have to go over there and get it. So there's a couple different things you can do. Uh, you don't have to reward super pushy if you don't want super pushy. Um, if you have a dog who's a little shy, nervous, fearful, you want that pushy, okay? If you have a dog who's pushy, you want to reward that polite, okay? So Django, I've been doing the pushy stuff with him, letting him get a little pushy, and he's getting a little pushy, and I'm tired of him getting a little pushy, so we're going to work on it. And there's not a problem with that. You know, you can train different things because sometimes, you know, um, we've got a couple questions tonight, I believe, on what do you do with fearful dogs? What do you do with nervous dogs? What do you dogs with, do with dogs in a fear period? That type of stuff, rewarding for that pushiness might help that dog in that fear period. Okay. Uh, here's another question uh, from Samantha. Uh, can we talk about getting a new puppy and how and when to retire your current service dog? Most definitely. So getting a new puppy, um, we've been doing this lately because <laughs> I had Arrow, what, two years ago we got Gypsy. Uh, last year we got Roma. This year we got Django. Well, we also, you know, Roma has her new home, even though she's with us right now for boot camp and it's been super fun. Uh, you know, and what do you do with all of those? Because your service dogs used to give them all of your attention. And now here comes this puppy. And this puppy is a pain in the butt because, you know, puppies are a little bit annoying at times. You know, they don't understand um, the, the household rules. They don't understand their name at first, right? So the puppies can be a little bit annoying. And what do you do in that situation? You know, especially your dogs might not appreciate that. Uh, you know, we have a total of five right now. And uh, the older ones don't appreciate Django's antics. The only one who really does is Gypsy and kind of Candy. But Candy's in heat right now. So she can't play with Django. Um, so you have to give each of them their own time. So you need to find something to do with each of your dogs every day. Gypsy loves to work, loves to play. Finding stuff for her to do is super easy. Um, Zoe is my old border collie. She likes to spin in a circle and put her head down. Those are like her two tricks that she likes to do. She likes to get pets. So we try to make it every day where she gets something fun to do, okay, um, with me. Uh, everyone has, and, and if you don't have two minutes a day to spend with each of your dogs, dude, like, ah, but I understand sometimes you are super busy. You don't have two two minutes a day to spend with your spouse. Like, I know, I get that. But let's try to structure so they do. So that might be, your dog follows you into the bathroom. Guess what bathroom time is now? Shut the door, only let one dog in with you and love on them each time that you go to the bathroom. <laughs> Which sounds weird, right? But dog people get it. Uh, so, you know, you do have that as an option. Um, when to retire your current service dog? I don't want you to wait until you retire your current service dog to think about getting a new service dog. Because after Era died unexpectedly, it freaked me out. Luckily, Gypsy was not even a year and a half yet. Gypsy was a year and a half. So she had most of her training down because I worked really hard that first year with the dogs. And then I just tweak things from there on out.
but I worked so hard that first year, especially with the service dogs, because I want them to have that excellent foundation. And then it's just a matter of keeping it going. And it's a lot easier than for the rest of their life. We have to start, keep doing all this stuff all the time. You know, like gives you a, a goal, right? Now service dogs, again, service dogs have a little more leeway at times. Um, I need to get Django out more. You know, just because he does really well with it out, but we have a lot of service dogs in boot camp right now and not feeling well. When I go out, I'm trying to bring those service dogs who are in training. When Rich goes out, that's who he grabs as a service dog in training. So Django has it. Now, Candy, being in heat, she, unless she wears her little big girl panties, uh, she's not going out right now, which is fine because that makes it a little bit easier. Uh, but, uh, you know, you want to give them time to get out there. But when do you want to start thinking about, your next breed, your next breeder. Because uh, don't forget, not every breeder breeds all the time. It's rare to find one with dogs on the ground that are what you want, right? So you've got to start thinking of this. Once you finish training your first service dog, you're going to start thinking about your next service dog. And it sounds really bad, like, well, why can't you be happy with what you got? You know, you need to because things happen. You know, unexpectedly things happen. So by about the time the dog's five or six years old, you should have a really good idea of what breed you want to go with next and what breeder you want to go with next. And it gives you plenty of time. Now, if you're thinking I have a lab golden, you know, normal size dog, right? And I'm going to get eight to 10 years of workability out of them. Okay. Just to throw a number out there. And this is where your dog's lifeline, your life plan for your dog comes in. So I have eight to 10 years, eight, say eight good years of working out of my dog. And he's, okay, or 10, use 10 years. It's a bigger number, right? Uh, 10 years. But that means that, you know, he also needs some sort of retirement. So he's not going to want to work, 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 work up until 10 years old. So if you can get a puppy, you can swap out. And this was really nice because I would take Gypsy out in the morning and work her, right? And then if we wanted to go somewhere in the afternoon or evening, I'd take Arrow and, oh my goodness, it was so much easier because he knows everything. So not only does he know it so it's easier on me that I don't have to rely on this puppy, but he knows it and he can help train her on what it is that she needs to do. She learns by watching him. So that worked out really nicely. Uh, so we we did that. Uh, luckily, though, we got her when he was about five. So whenever he was about six and a half and she was like one and a half and he died unexpectedly, I did have a dog, you know, already trained up for me. I really don't think I'll go more than five years without having one trained up, you know, having the next one ready and started just because that freaked me out so much. I'm not having a, a, a finished service dog. So if you do that, if you say, okay, now my dog's five or six years old, right? Uh, it's going to take at least a year minimum, two years until they're really reliable, but say a year minimum. So that means the dog's going to be six or seven. Okay. And you still have some time with the other dog and say, you know, the age and the weather and just service dogs, you do so much with them and it can be hard on their joints, you know, so they might need a little bit of a break. They might appreciate it. And that's not a problem. And then don't forget too, every dog that you train, you're going to be better than the one you, the, you just trained, right? Does that make sense? So like the mistakes that you made with the first one, Hopefully you won't make with the second one. You shouldn't make with the third one. And by the time you get to the fourth one, you should be good to go, right? However, however, with service dogs especially, 
Don't forget that my health now is not going to be my health in five years. It's not going to be my health in 10 years. It might be better. It might be worse. So you've got to keep that in mind too, is what can you do? And I've talked to other service dog trainers who have, or service dog owner trainers, and they say, you know, I, I couldn't do it again. So for that, you might say, you know, like, I'm, I can't, I can't do this again, or I need to go with more of a started dog, or I need to go with a program the next time. Well, now you have wiggle room because you have a dog who's maybe four or five and you're like, I can't do this. And so you get on a list and the list is three to five years. You're cutting it close right there. Whereas if you figure this out while the dog's two or three years old, what you want to do next, you have time. So Samantha, all that's to answer your question. Talk about um, getting a new puppy and how and when to retire the current one. I don't retire them cold turkey. Um, they do work and I'll always just pull them out. So when we had Gypsy and Roma and Arrow last year, it was whoever I grabbed and I'd try to take turns. You know, Gypsy one day, the next time Roma, the next time Arrow, the next time Gypsy, Roma, Arrow, Gypsy, Roma, Arrow. Oh, we're doing something that would be really good for Arrow, but he just went, I don't care. That's fine. Um, to get something and then I have to go up the other way. I'll swing by the house and, and change out dogs because I'm going to drive by the house anyway. Or uh, like today, we went north. Tomorrow we have to go or Thursday, someday. Next time we go into Bushnell, right? Um, I have to go into Bushnell. I'm, I'll grab another dog. So I won't try to piggyback trips because I can't. I can't piggyback trips. It's it's too much, um, especially since I am starting to feel better. If I do too much, I won't feel better. So if we have a trip today and a trip tomorrow and a trip on Thursday, that works because that gives me three outings with the dogs. Gets me out of the house, which is always good as well since I live out in the boonies. Uh, and then you'll just gradually, they'll just do less and less with you. The service dog, in, the service dog you know, into retirement, but it doesn't mean he can't come out with you every now and then. Uh, you know, uh, we stopped today at McAllister's up at Brownwood, which is on um, one of the areas of the villages. And uh, there's a girl there who we always talk to every time we go. And we had Roma with us. And so she comes and she goes, oh, is this the poodle from North Carolina? Because we had told her about her last time we were in. We might have had her in there with us last time we were in. So, you know, we got to talk about that. But she knows that we always bring in different dogs. So she loves seeing Gypsy's her favorite, I think. But, you know, she loves seeing them all whenever we go in there. But it's just it's really nice that, you know, we, we can do that. And, you know, it all counts towards the training. So for me, it's all a tax write-off. <laughs> okay, so Sunny Oza says, our poodles do lots of tricks with paws and they get excited and start slapping. I'm gonna try the treats on the table, but should I correct the pausiness? Um, if you want to, because I know, I know you guys are typing while I'm talking and I haven't got to them yet. So if it sounds like, wait a minute, didn't you just answer that? Yes, but that's okay. So yeah, you can, um, you have to watch so you're not correcting the the trick behavior. Um, but that's to where that click comes in is to mark that trick. And then the comeback. And like I said, I think if you try with the toss from the treat, Sunny, let me know how it goes. Because I, I believe Karen was out, what was that, two weeks ago and did um, your trick titles. So I know she loved that. That was super fun. Uh, okay, got another question. Maddie says, MJ gets nervous sometimes on walks when there's strangers or new things. I've been redirecting with look and mark and treat when she does it. Either that or wait until she does it on her own, mark and treat, or ask her to leave it. Is that okay? Maddie, if it works, it's okay. <laughs> so one of the things that Bart said at, at Nipopo Gold, and I and I think he said it at Silver too, and I just, I loved it, is you know how, this is my, my take on it, right? So some of me, some of Bart. 
Uh, you know how wrong clock is still right twice a day, right? Because like it's going to be two o'clock and if it stopped at two o'clock, it's still going to be right even though it's not working. A wrong clock is, is right twice a day. Even with the, the worst, most terrible training methods that you have, if you're consistent, it'll probably still work. That's part. So, you know, Maddie, try it and see how it goes with MJ. Uh, with the new things, you can um, look back at you, mark and treat. If she looks back at you, mark and treat. You can tell her to leave it. You know what else you can try doing, uh, Maddie, is when she looks at that weird thing, click her then. And if her clicker is loaded with dynamite, which hopefully it is, if not, we need to load that clicker with dynamite for her, uh, which I can show you how to do that, but that's gonna be on the online course too, the new one the, uh, that we're gonna be working on. Uh, but if if she if she looks at that person, right, and she's like, oh, I'm not sure about that, and you click, and she hears it, and she whips around to you like, I know I get a treat, you know your clicker's loaded with dynamite, and you can reward that. So we've done that sometimes when dogs are a little bit squirrel obsessed or you know people weary. I heard a clicker. That means they're training. Yay! Um, so you can try that as well. So see how it goes. Let me know. Let me know how it goes because uh, you know you can also use name and explain. Yeah, that's a trash can. That's a stranger. Yeah, that's somebody on a bike. You know, because then she's like, okay, you notice. I don't have to worry and point it out to you because you see it already. And that's my MJ voice. Okay, here we go. Samantha also says, I'm getting my service dog puppy prospect in about three weeks. I'm trying to make sure I have everything ready for training. So what do you need is, hold on, there's part two to this, guys. And it is, I'm getting a puppy now because the vet says I have to retire Jagger in one to two years because he's developing arthritis early at five years old. I'm very worried and anxious about trusting a new dog. And, and you are, and it's going to happen. You know, it is. So getting the new dog in, um, in three weeks, what you need is, uh, hold on real quick. Maddie just says she'll update me. What about ignoring it? Yep, totally. If she ignores it, you can totally click and treat that. And that is the only way that MJ is going to eat too. Okay. So if she's going to be a weirdo, she doesn't eat, you know, she's, she's just not going to eat. Um, she'll be hungry next time. And I know she's a puppy and you're gonna be like, but she's a puppy. That's okay. She has to eat when she works. Whenever there's a problem like this, if your dog has a problem with nails, guess when your dog works? When you're trimming nails. And that's it, period, end of story. Um, if your dog has a problem getting groomed, your dog's gonna eat when getting groomed. That's it, end of story. Your dog has a problem learning down, guess when your dog's gonna eat. You're not withholding food, you're offering food, for training in this situation. And if your dog does not want to do that, your dog's not motivated enough. And it sounds really mean. Just do it. Trust me. It works really nicely. Um, so back to Samantha here. So yeah, that's part of the problems, uh, you know, developing arthritis early. And now you are like rats. So what do you need to have for your service puppy coming home? Um, if, decide if you're going to feed an old life stages food or a puppy food, right? So he's going to need his food. He's going to need his his bowl per se, like I have so many dog food bowls, but right now what we're using is these Tupperware things. And I bought a whole bunch of them years ago whenever we were feeding Aero raw food and we were pre-prepping it. So we just label it and name it. So you can do that. Um, if you wanna get his own treat pouch, his own clicker type of things, you know, feel free to do that. Training equipment, puppies, again, guys, I have everything here that I need. So I have plenty of prong collars, slip leads. I have some harnesses, I have some head halters. So I don't have to run out and buy these things, um, but you do have to make sure you have a crate for a puppy, 
um, because they're going to be obnoxious about it. Um, you're going to want to make sure about that. You're going to want to make sure he has his own leash and collar. Um, I don't care if it's a harness at first. I try not to use a flat collar because I don't want them pulling against it and learning that they can pull like that. So if you're going to just let them get used to being on a leash, that is where a harness comes in. Not a no-pull harness, a normal pull harness. And if you look back at Django's first outing at Walmart, he had one of those on. He got on just a normal pull harness because I hadn't introduced him to leash pressure yet. So I was fine with it. Um, a lot of times, because of where we're at, too, my puppies, a lot of times, are going to be off-leash, especially if they're focused on me and paying attention to me. I don't leash them up a lot out here. If I'm going to take them out to potty, if I'm going to take them out to play with them, if I'm going to take them outside to train them, I don't leash them up. They get to have free run in the yard. If they're going to run off all the time, they're going to get leashed up faster. And then I can introduce it to them as I want to, as I feel like they're ready for it. So Django, I think about... I think nine or 10 weeks old, we introduced him to the prong collar. And then like a week later, we started him on e-collar because I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and it was a really light, easy start to the e-collar. So yeah, I started him around three months old on the e-collar. Well, before three months old, because at three months old, he was at Nipopo with me. So two and a half months old, he was already started on both of those because I knew I needed to get him started for gold school. Um, now, it's not something I'm going to say, go out and start your puppy at three months old, at two and a half months old on an e-collar unless you're doing it in this system, okay? Um, but yeah, start writing down um, chewies, chew toys, stuffies if you want to get those for them, um, you know, treats. Watch because if you're doing another German Shepherd, Samantha, they can have um, fun stomachs <laughs> and you don't want explosive diarrhea or vomiting everywhere. Okay. So Michelle says she took a look at the new site and it rocks and it's very easy to maneuver. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, I love it. And like I said, it's going to get better because we're going to be adding so much more to it. Uh, you know, we have a focus intensive. We have puppy potty training, the perfect potty training system for dogs. Um, we have essential oils in dogs. We have our dream dogs, our 60 days to your dream dog course, which is a nine week training program for pet dogs and behavior modification and service dogs too. And then we have our service dog course. So all of those are gonna be updated, which is really cool. Uh, well, I might not update the essential oils and it might be a while before I update the potty training one, but the other three we're gonna be updating as well. So what we're doing right now in group classes on the weekend here is we are working on focus work and I'm writing down what we're working on so I can really add a lot to that focus online course. <laughs> Jackie says when she gets back, she'll take Django. Augie might revolt if you do that, Jackie. <laughs> Um, Nicole said she recently started researching mini horses and as an option. Oh, totally. So mini horses can work for uh, for mobility stuff, uh, for guide, um, medical alert stuff. I don't think I trust a miniature horse for diabetic alert, right? And I don't know. Maybe they're fantastic for diabetic alert, right? I wouldn't go that route for that. I would keep to the um, to the guide to the mobility stuff. Uh, for that of them, if you guys are interested in mini horses as service stars, I don't know too much about them, but uh, there's one on Instagram named Flirty, F-L-I-R-T-Y, Flirty, and she is a miniature horse. And some things I saw that I was like, wow, that's commitment. She took out the front seat of her car so she could put a stall pad and some hay down for Flirty to ride with her when they go out. Her house, her bedroom has stall pads and a hay on the ground for Flirty. I'm not doing that. 
like just personally, I'm not doing that. And they're not horses like that, you know, like you're going to ride. They're miniature horses. So like they're the size of about Great Danes. Uh, you know, they're not 15 hands high. But um, but yeah, so flirting has a bunch of information. I know nothing else about them. Just they're supposed to last a lot longer, um, 20 to 30 years uh, for the for the ser service horse stuff. So it's an option. Uh, Florida is great. Maddie says she has a lot of information there on her server Instagram about how they work too. Yeah, yeah, that's, I loved it. You know, I subscribe to her. I want to see that stuff because I have no idea. Okay, so if any other questions? Uh, Samantha says she did go with another German Shepherd because she couldn't talk the husband into a poodle yet. And they did Germal House. Good, or Germal House. Uh, and that is one actually that I had a, a trainer friend recommend who lives out in Texas. And she said that is the only one she would recommend. So I added it to my list. So that's fantastic. Okay. Um, Jackie has a question here. I'm going to reintroduce Augie and Maddie. Maddie is not a very sensitive and really doesn't like Augie. What to do? Uh, well, we can't ask Maddie to change. Maddie's nine. She's older. You know, she, and Augie's a young whippersnapper. You know, he is. Uh, he is, what, around 10, 11 month old golden. So she doesn't have to play with him. She has to coexist with him. So I would run off his energy, you know, play off his energy. He loves playing ball. Um, play off his energy and then have him on place. And she could be on the house and you are watching him on place. Uh, and if he doesn't want to be on place, he could be in his crate. And those are his options at the beginning. Because he can't run rough shot over her. He will hurt her. And we don't want that to happen. So I do utilize crates a lot, um, and I have no problems doing that, uh, especially whenever there's the older dogs involved. So Zoe, my old girl, will tell uh, Django that he's he's being a little bit of a pain in the butt, and I will back her up with the e-collar on him because he cannot do that um, with, you know, different ways to get him to knock off doing that. Um, but she's also very good at correcting. I don't expect other dogs to correct because it's not up to them, but I know Zoe. Uh, so yeah, so you have that, but here we go. We got a lot of questions because people were popping them up. So here we go. Everything you need to know to bring your service dog home and when to get everything else. So you don't want to have uh, the mobility harnesses you can't do until they're 18 to 24 months and cleared by an orthopedic vet. Uh, so I can start Django. He's five months old tomorrow. I can start him on brace, but I'm not putting weight on him. Speak of the devil. Come on, everybody in. Django, come on! Hold on a second. So one thing Django's good at now is to run around outside and go in there to bother them while they're feeding the dogs because he's hoping to, uh, to get some num-nums. And he ate breakfast, but he hasn't eaten dinner yet. So... Um, so I can start him on brace and that's to teach him where to put his legs, what to do in this situation, but I am not putting pressure on him. He's five months old tomorrow, right? So you have to, uh, you know, you have to understand that and see that, um, you know, there's right equipment. Uh, prong collar, yep, use prong collar on puppies. Yep, I use e-collar on puppies. I'll use gentle leaders. I don't use no-pull harnesses because they affect the gate. <coughs> it cuts across the front, and they can't do a full step, so they're doing one of these steps the whole time, and I don't like that. I will use a normal harness, especially if it's a dog who might be doing some pulling in the future. Put a normal harness on them and let them pull and have fun in it. 
um, teach them how to do that. Uh, crate, yes. Toys, yes. You know, food and treats, yes. Chewy's really great at taking care of all that stuff. Between Chewy and BarkBox, man, I don't have to go and buy dog stuff at the store anymore. It's super. And the occasional Amazon item. <laughs> uh, someone else asked, can we touch back on fear periods or what to do when your dog feeds off of your emotions? So fear periods, it happens. There's no book saying your dog's in a fear period, but this is what I've been seeing happening uh, a lot. And not just with owner trainers, but I'll see this with, you know, pet owners. I'll see this with, you know, professionals is my dog got afraid of something. He must be in a fear period. Well, I'm going to tell you something. My German shepherd, when she was like three or four years old, she got startled by a garbage can that on the walk out was upright on the walk back. The wind had knocked it over and it startled her. She was three or four years old. She wasn't in a fear period. She was just a freak. And that's fine. You know, like we knew she wasn't emotionally sound herself, right? Shall we say. So you're going to hit fear periods. And, and there's different guidelines for when these fear periods uh, come, right? And you have to work your way through them. Now, usually for the first eight to 10 weeks of their life as puppies, um, you want to introduce them to as many things as possible. But here's where people make the mistakes is they want everybody to touch their dog, everybody to pet their dog, everybody to hold their dog, um, their dog to be okay in, in, with all these different dogs. No, heck no. Your dog learns to coexist with these without having to be touched by everybody. You know, he just has to see people. He doesn't have to be touched by people. So sometimes if they feel powerless, it could lead to like these fear stage issues, right? Like, oh my crawl. That person's going to come up and so-and-so is going to come up and like grab me by the cheek and pinch me because it's a family reunion and I don't want this. And that's what your dog thinks. So, oh my goodness, here's another person coming up. <laughs> and mom's going to make me go and touch her and I don't want to touch her. I don't want to get touched by her. Oh, look, I act afraid. Oh, look, that gets me what I want. It happens sometimes. I'm not saying that's what happens every time. So during the times where your dog's confident, confident, dry and secure, you want to get them out and exposed, but not touched by all these different things. When you're just going through a fear period where something that used to be okay isn't, or where a new thing might be scary, you don't want to say, oh, that's it. No more training. Got to wash the dog as a service dog. Oh, he's just terrible. No, that's not what you do. Instead, what you do is you say, this might be a fear period. How can I make this easier on the dog? It might be that you need a shorter session. It might be that you need a higher value reward. <coughs> Maybe during that time, instead of uh, doing an outing with the kibble. Maybe you're doing an outing with, you know, chicken from last night's dinner or soft num num treats that we love, one well, that he loves because I don't eat them. You know, so you have that. And you have a dog who feeds off of your emotions. If you have a dog who feeds off of your emotions and you need him for like a psych service dog, PTSD, anxiety, that is the wrong breed for you. Um, and some breeds are very sensitive and intuitive to their owners that way. And that means that they're not good for that situation. Okay. So this is where with the PTSD, anxiety, psych dogs, I absolutely love a golden retriever or a Labrador retriever because they're goobers. They are goofy. They love everyone and everything. Nothing bothers them. Nothing, nothing, eh, not a bother. They don't care. You know, they love everybody and everything. And it's just, it's easier. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't want it to be easy. Yes, you do want it to be easy. What the heck? You know what this is? This is an iPhone. It's one of the newer iPhones. 
not the newest iPhone, but one of the newer iPhones. And why did I get it? Because it was newer and it would make my life easier. Um, you shouldn't use an e-collar because it's like the lazy way out. Oh, excuse me. I didn't realize it was how much headache I have to go through that shows how well my dog is trained. Yes, it's easier. That's why I use it. If it was harder, I wouldn't use it. I use tools to make my life easier. That's how my dogs get trained. That's why my dogs get trained well. And that's why at a year old and under, my dogs are fully working as service dogs, except for the mobility aspect of it, which I have to wait because they're too big. Or until they're too big, until they're big enough. We'll put it that way. Okay. So for your periods, when your dog feeds off your emotions, you have to do some play acting. So if you are an actor or an actress at heart, this is going to be perfect for you. I want you to act right hands up your hip, shoulders back, head up. You are super proud and you are Superman. Uh, and that's how you're going to get through it because you have to be there for your dog. I talked to somebody about a task. There's a couple tasks that I don't teach that I don't like, that I don't see where it's a useful task, but people love it and people ask for it. So I, I've been asking a couple different people about these different tasks. And, uh, and I asked one of my owners uh, about this task and her comment was amazing. And she's like, I would go in front of a bullet for this dog. I'm not gonna ask him to do that task because it could hurt him. It could put his life in danger. And that's kind of what you need from your service dog is not my service dog will die for me, but I would die for my service dog, right? That sounds really weird because you're like, seriously, like that's why I got them is so I don't die from like a peanut allergy. So I don't die from, you know, passing out and hurting myself. Yes, I understand that. But you, you can't have that philosophy of you're disposable, it don't matter, right? You need to be there for your dog. When your dog can't be brave, you have to be the brave one, even if you're not. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm getting my German Shepherd pop on August 12th. Anything to do with starting a service dog and training would be great. So we have, if you go back, if you look at the podcast episodes, I'm back when we first got Django. So he, that would be three months ago. Start listening then because we talked about a lot of that stuff then. And I said I was going to do an online course and I kind of didn't. I just do a little bit every now and then. Well, not every now and then. I do a little bit multiple times a day with them. So I didn't record it because I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot to record that one. Well, I get it next time. Well, next time he got it nailed or he's struggling still. So we're working on a take and hold with him right now is what I'm working on with Django. And along with his sit down stand we've been working on, his heel and his focus we've been working on. So, I, you know, it's not just one thing that I work on until he gets it. I work on a few different things, and I'll pick here, and I'll pick here, and I'll pick there, and I'll pick here, and that's it for today. And then I'll make pick, 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 and then I'm done. And then I bounce around a little bit more. So I don't want him to be like, oh, crap. It's time to take it home today. I hate that. I want it to be short, fun. Oh, what, you don't like this today? Well, that's okay. Do a good one. Okay, now we're going to switch to something else that you might like better. Okay. Um, I'd love to hear more about Hope Service Dogs and how to make the work fun again. So if your dog isn't interested in certain tasks, how to recharge that so they love doing it. So that is the whole focus on Nipopo. So the Nipopo story is, uh, and this is from Bart and Michael, guys. Uh, your dog likes to do whatever they think of it on their own. For example, your dog loves to go and sniff smells in the yard. But if you tell him to sniff this smell, this gluten in a jar, he's going to be like, what? No, I don't think so. 
Or maybe your dog loves to pick things up. You know, Django picked up a silver dog food bowl the other day. And I was like, that's fantastic. But when I want him to pick up something, he's like, hmm, no, I don't know what that means. I'm not doing it. So what we have to do to get your dog to make the work fun again is we have to set up the situation, set up your training area, set up your aquarium. So the dog thinks it's his idea. And then we capture, we shape, we reward it. So he thinks it's his idea. And when they think it's their idea, they will fight for it so much. They will fight. For it. So that's kind of the whole idea with the neat popo. And that's why we need to remake all the videos that we have is because I want the doctor to think that it's his idea. It, they need to think it's their idea. They need it. So that's what we're going to be doing. Okay. So, so that is part of it is to make the work fun again is have them think that their idea. So part of it, whenever I'm training is I sit before I train, and this is why my index card system comes so highly recommended is, okay, how can I set this up so he thinks it's his idea? For example, if I want him to learn tug, I have a, a fleecy tug right here, right? So if I want him to tug, here's my fleecy tug. I, how can I set this up so he thinks it's his idea? Well, I can have Gypsy play with it a little bit and use that. that, that can work. But I don't want to have to go like, look at what I've got, look at what I've got, looky, 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 looky. I don't want to do that. That is way too much work on me when I'm not feeling good. And I am being a cheerleader and I don't want to be a cheerleader. I want the dog to act and for me to react, not for me to act and the dog to react. I react, not the dog. So what do I do is I took this and I put it down. Any interest he shows in it gets a click and a treat. If he's done with it, then he's done with it. I'll put it away until next time. And just kind of work it that way and see how he does with it. Until he'll come, he'll grab it, and he'll be like, yes, yes, yes. And that's actually, we started this with Peach. Um, and Peach is doing amazing with it uh, because we need to work on his tug. And now once your dog knows tug, there's so much you can do with it. There's a few key foundation tasks. Service dog skills is what I call them. A few key service dog skills that if we can get this going, tug, touch, sniff, uh, everything else is going to be easier, okay? Uh, because it does. It, it does. It works. What are you doing? Be good. Uh, so, so that. That's how you make the work fun again. So if you're like, but I want to know exactly how to do it, schedule a session. Is that something we can work on individually until I get the new course done? Who okay, knows? So you might be on the new course. I'd love to hear more about Hope Service Dogs. So Hope Service Dogs is just found out, right? We got our 501c3. And then in the state of Florida, then we needed to register as a nonprofit so we can solicit donations. So we are all set that way. So the next thing is getting on GuideStar and Amazon and Facebook so we can do fundraising for Hope Service Dogs. And I think the board needs to vote on this. Um, next time we meet but i'm putting let me pull it up here so i can see what it is uh doo -doo 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 -doo. so eventually we're going to breed dogs but not right this second so it's going to be a combination i think of group online monthly calls uh and equipment because i'm like what can we do so we can help the biggest number of people with the least amount of money spent okay does that make sense so the group classes i'm teaching group classes anyway so if we have five people in group classes or 15, like 15 just means I need to have Rich and Autumn and Luke out there helping. Well, as we get more 15, I can, Rich and I can handle, but still. 
Um, online course, I already have the online course set up. A year monthly calls, yeah, that's gonna take some time, uh, you know, depending. Uh, and then of course I'd love to do vests and treats and, you know, help out with, with other things. But our goal with hope is to work with owner trainers because owner trainers get the, the, you know, the, the bad part, like nobody's there to help owner trainers. So that's what we want to do first. I don't want to provide fully trained service stars because that is a much bigger commitment. I want to work with, you know, cause then we need to find puppies. Okay. Well, gypsy can have puppies. Well, gypsy can only have so many puppies at first and you know, we're going to be selling those puppies. I'm not donating those all to hope. Like there's a reason why we're doing it this way. Um, but I'd like to keep a dog or maybe two dogs back, start with one dog and sell as a started service dog or start sell as a fully trained service dog. Right. So then we can help out more people because not everybody can handle having a puppy in the house and that's fine, but hope and dream dogs are still going to work independently but we could probably use some of the same equipment. So Dream Docs is gonna to donate to Hope these online courses because it's just me adding your information to it. But like I said, so so we're working on it. I don't have it exa exactly nailed away. There's gonna be an application. There's gonna be like, we're gonna need doctor info. Um, a letter from your doctor saying that you would possibly benefit from it or something showing that you were diagnosed with this um, and take it from there. And there will be an application fee. <laughs> uh, focus, pandemonium is terrible at focus. So. Cara, that's why you should have been coming to group class this month. Come this Saturday because this is what we're working on this month is focus. Because if you do not have that laser focus, it is very, 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 very much harder to train your dog than if your dog is already focused and looking at you like they adore you. Because if your dog is looking up here and you can't see anything and your dog's just looking up here and you're trying to get your dog's attention the other way, it's not fun. It's not going to work. Hey, stop trying to eat that. But if you have that dog's, if you have the dog's focus, anything you do, if you make a hand signal, the dog's going to see it and respond. You know, if you talk to the dog, he's going to know. He's going to see it and respond. Oh my God, somebody's teething. Will you stop chewing on everything? You're so bad. You are just the baddest puppy, but I love you. Uh, so, you know, you need to work on focus first, of course. So that online course in car, I know you have access to the online program. So check it out. We have a whole focus intensive, which again, we need to add more to it. But right now what we have is pretty decent. And when we add to it, you get that at no cost because you have it. Oh, somebody asked me how long if they would have access to the course for their lifetime to the online course. No, heck no. I'm not having this up in 80 years from now. That's not going to happen. Um, because, you know, like, there's going to be little holograms instead of videos, you know? Uh, well, what about in 10 years? Again, no. You know what the internet was like 10 years ago? Like, what is this, 2019? So 2009 versus now. It has changed so much. I can't guarantee in 10 years we're still going to be doing the online course. We might have evolved into something else or switched it up into something else. You know, I can guarantee a year, probably a lot more than that. But we kind of like to stick with what's 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 going right now and i want the online class the online school right like i want that to be around for 20 years i want that to be around for 80 years but i'm not going to guarantee that it will be because maybe something else will come along that's better and instead of an online course you get you get maybe we decide to do a membership or something like that so like i can't say yes you're going to get that forever um yeah someone asked i thought it was weird 
Focus and how to keep neighbors from and family from correcting your dog. I find myself firmly telling people to basically keep them hands to themselves, their hands to themselves. Hey, Bunty, come here. You want to see Django? Come here. Come on. You see Django fat? He says he's a huge bounty hunter. He goes and gets the worst bad guys in the galaxy and he eats them. Hi. Django fat. He's not a little puppy anymore. He's huge. No, that's not for you right now. Oh my God, but I do love you. You are so good. You are so good. So give your dog just a couple minutes, even if it's you're in the middle of doing something else, like doing a webinar and a podcast, but your doggy comes up to you and he's so cute. Because he is super cute. And his favorite thing is, you see what he's doing here? If I hold him, he lifts up his back legs and he hitches them up because he wants up on my lap. So bad. He wants up. Go get that toy right there. Jenga. Go get a toy. Okay, I'm back. So focus, we just talked about focus is good. Everybody wants focus. So you guys, how are you going to get better at anything is by practicing. How's your dog going to get better by practicing? By repeating behaviors slowly at first. And with speed, is going to come whenever the dog understands what they're doing. When you understand what you're doing. With repetition, with repetition, with repetition. That's how speed comes. So don't expect look to happen your first training session. It is slow going. So how do you start focus? I have their food right here in front of me. They look at me, I click, and I give them food. They come to me, I click, they come to me, I give them food. I usually will put it on the ground or I'll toss it. They'll eat it. They'll look at me again, I'll click and I'll give them food the other side. They'll look at me again, click, give them food the first side. Click, give them food the other side. So they're just like, dude. I'm setting them up for success. I'm making it think their idea, right? When I look at her, that weird noise happens, and I get my food. Uh-huh. It's kind of the idea. It's why we're here, right? So that's what you start with for focus work. And it's going to get to where people go, mm, come here, bubby, bubby, bubby. Look at me, and your dog's just laser focused, and people are going to come up and pet your dog or step on their tail accidentally. For those of you who have dogs with tails, Having a Doberman is nice that way. Hey. No, Rude, go away. Rude decides he wants to take Django's toy, and Django doesn't appreciate that. So, um, so that's the fun in my household. So, yeah, so focus, that's how we get them started, is no matter what, I want them to be laser-focused on me, no matter what. I don't care what. I don't care if Rude's over here trying to steal your toy from you and grumbling at you for it, and then you're going to decide to grumble back. Um, and how to keep friends and family from correcting your dog. I find myself firmly telling people basically to keep their hands to themselves. If they don't listen, there needs to be some sort of consequence for it. So if they're not going to listen to me about correcting my dog, and if it's something that needs correcting, I need to be the one to do it. So, and I need to be there and I need to be fast about it. So if I'm not and they correct, yeah, like this, I could have stemmed it off a little bit beforehand and I didn't. You know, Rue was inching over here. Rue does this whenever I do video things because he knows I can't correct him. He doesn't know that I actually will correct him. Um, he thinks I can't correct him during a webinar because I'm talking to people. So what he used to do whenever Rich and I would do these together, any sort of webinar thing, or we were shooting a bunch of videos, uh, oh gosh, like a year and a half or so ago, we were doing a whole series of videos together. And Rue would come over every time because he knows we can't say anything. We can't pause and say, go away, in his mind at least. Okay, so if 
it's something that doesn't need correcting. Say, gosh, what would it be that people would be like, oh gosh, you know what? I've got a good one. The whole, a dog jumps up on somebody and they're like, it's okay, it's okay. This is kind of the exact opposite, but you're gonna get the idea. No, it's not okay. And it's up to me to make sure my dog doesn't jump on you. So it's on you to make sure your dog is has exemplary behaviors and say your dog's on place and the dog gets off place. And before you can say, hey, get back on the place. They're like, get back on place, dog. No, that's, that's not up to you. I've got this. This is my dog. If I needed your help, I would ask for it. Now leave my house. <laughs> right? Um, I've been kind of in a grouchy mood the last couple of days. Like people on Facebook have been a little bit weird and annoying. So I've been kicking people out of the groups. And Rich is like, Vicki, stop it. You're just, and I'm like, no, it's not me. It's them. But, you know, you want, Nancy, I don't have this problem. Because when my dog's a jerk, I pop him in a crate. And even if he's going to bark and scream the whole time, he's, I'm not letting him out while he's barking and screaming, Django. Uh, but I don't have family who comes over because my family all lives up north. My parents and brother are in uh, Myrtle Beach. My sister's in Ohio. Rich's family's in Wisconsin and Minnesota. So I don't have family that pops in. The rest of my family's in Pennsylvania. Uh, for the most part, I don't have family that just stops by. I don't have family that usually comes over. So it works out really nicely. But not everybody has that. Django Fett, do you want to go in jail? Give me that. Give me the shoe. They're so bad. My God, they totally need a dog trainer. Um, so yeah, if you need to tell them that, tell them that. If you need to uninvite them from your house, if you need to tell them to leave now, do that. Um, neighbors is a little bit different because you know they're neighbors. So if it's outside, you can't really say go home now because like they're outside their house too. Uh, can anyone explain, please, how a service dog fits in with the rest of the family? I live with my parents, and they would have a dog. How does playtime and downtime work? So, if you have a service dog and your parents have a dog. Your dog, your service dog is tethered to you in a crate, strictly supervised or outside, you know, in a fence yard with you at all times. So if your parents have a dog, your parents' dog needs a foundation of training too. Your parents' dogs need to know how to be crate trained. They need to know how to be on place. They need to know how to walk nicely on a leash. And then you can go on walks together. You can do some training time. What we do too with having multiple dogs, going back to this one, on multiple dogs, I will train one dog with the other one on place. And then I'll switch dogs once they get to the point where they can hold a place, which Django also needs to work on. So I'll train Gypsy while Django's on place, and then I'll train Django while Gypsy's on place. And we rotate through that way. Um, now, if this is the only dog in the household, and your parents are going to like have, because I've had this question come up too, you know, it'll be like your parents' dog too, to a degree. For example, how I haven't been feeling good, Rich and Luke have been working Django more because they need to, because he needs work or he becomes obnoxious. Uh, and I sometimes don't have the energy to do it. So they'll take care of it for me, uh, which is really nice and really helpful. And I really appreciate it. I can't do everything. When you start thinking that you can do everything, you're wrong. You can't do everything. You need to rely on that help. And that's where your support system comes in. Um, but if I'm going to put a service dog prospect, a service puppy, in a home with an other dog there, that other dog can't have any behavior issues um, and should have a baseline of training. And I mean, you have time to get that baseline of training in, but, you know, 60 days to your dream dog, guys, in two months, your dog and your life could be completely transformed. So you got two months, train up the dog. 
see what you like. If you like training up a dog, if a service dog is going to be a good idea for you. And don't give me the whole, well, she's okay as a dog because she's not. She's she's okay as a pet dog. She's not okay as a service dog. Um, but any behavior stuff, if there's uh, separation anxiety, aggression, anxiety, aggression, 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 no. I don't. I've had people call me up that they have a dog at home already who's aggressive. No, not doing that. You can't do that to the puppy. It's not fair. Okay. So then it's, it's not going to be the whole, like, you can never even look at the dog because it's not going to happen. You have to be realistic with things. It's not, well, you can never take the dog outside because then what happens if, if you're hurt or you can't do it or you're sick, you know, but it can also be, you know, grandma sneaks some pizza crusts all the time and sneaks some food all the time and gives them treats and ignores you either. But then you can't have silly restrictions. Like he can only eat blue M&Ms. First dog shouldn't be eating M&Ms. Okay. Um, Augie slips out of his lead collar around his nose. So he wears the head halter with the um, thing around his nose uh, and then pulls me. Should I just keep an e-collar on him? Yep. While he's out of his crate or out of the house, you can totally keep an e-collar on him. That is not a problem whatsoever. I'm um, just rotate it. Every two hours, just rotate it a little bit around his neck. Also during playtime, when he retrieves tennis balls, he loses focus. I'm talking, knock an old lady down in a walker, lose focus. Should I take them away? He's obsessed with them. He hides them under the bed, the couch, the dresser, and then makes me fish them out. He keeps pacing and touching me with his nose if I ignore him. He's in the crate right now because I'm exhausted. So for you, here's another bardism. And we had this problem with Arrow, um, similar. Arrow, we turned into such a dog who was crazy for play, such a play nut, but he didn't have a good out. So he'd have a take and a hold and he'd play tug, 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 but he didn't want to ever out it because for him, his, his tug was up here, but his out was down here. You need to keep things level. Okay. So if, can I have that? So I just got a shoe from him. I did not bop him on the nose. I just got the shoe back because he can't be chewing shoes. Okay. So what you can do is work on other things that he enjoys um, I'm trying to work on, come here. oh, you didn't grab it. I'm trying to work on Django on play with toys. Cause right now toy means grab it from one of the other dogs and run away before they can get it. And I went toy to me and bring it to me. So I got like a video of it. No, no you leave her alone. And because of that, give me one second guys. No reason for that. Stop. You know, you can turn him into a play nut, but the focus has to come first. So his way to play is through eyes on you, focus on you, right? So if he's going to focus on you, he'll get the ball. Catch the ball, bring it back to you, drop it, look at you again. So it's it could be a really gateway or it could not. And we want it to do that gateway. Okay, some another question here. Mac is showing fear towards things he never has. He's scared of thunder and lightning and loud noises. I know I haven't been able to work him much in the past five months, his medical. Any suggestions? He still doesn't trust any other people besides Dow, Sam, and I. Um, he did let one of Sam's friends in the same room without growling, um, but we're still very careful with him. So for that, I know he's still having issues with the vet, but I would love to get a blood panel to see if there's anything going on that way, because uh, it could be. 
Oh, and by the way, that, that is tired puppy. He is tired. He hasn't been crated. He is in his crate right now. Well, he's in Candy's crate chewing on a bone and he needs a nap. And that's what happens when you have a cranky five month old puppy. Um, and again, Rue sneaking over, Rue sneaking over, Rue sneaking over to grab a toy. Grumbles and Django's like, no, it's mine. So not afraid. Just jerkiness. Um, so for that to have, you haven't working with much, how's he with his crate training stuff? Um, thunder and lightning and loud noises. It does get worse a lot of times in Florida is the dog's age because it just, it does. So dogs who don't have a problem, it can get worse. And this has the loudest thunderstorms in Florida, uh, anywhere else that I've lived. And I've lived in well, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Wisconsin, Kentucky, West Virginia, Maryland, and down here. And we have not had anything as bad as this. So I know some rescues who get dogs who are severely thunderphobic and like meds don't help and nothing helps. They ship them up north where it's not as bad thunderstorm was. So that could be a possibility. Uh, don't ship Mac up north, but you know, just as they get older, it, it can happen. Okay, focus we talked about. Introduce Augie to the, okay, we talked about that. And can Augie wear an e-collar through TSA? Yes. If you need to, they will pat him down for it. Um, but yeah, he can wear he can wear anything you want to. Just know metal stuff, they will pat down. Okay. So here we go. Back to the questions you guys asked. If there's any more, post them up here. Um, Maddie says, I get the same as Spider-Man. And MJ Spider-Man is doing it sometimes because he wants my attention. Other times because she's standing there. He's all paused and wants to smoosh him. Um, I've been correcting her and correcting him. Yep. Yeah, so MJ is a, I want to say lab mix. And Spider-Man's a little chihuahua. So, you know, she can't smoosh him and they want to so uh so yeah you, you have to watch that and the little dog i always want to advocate on their side because they can really get hurt um do i have a favorite leash i like leather leashes the best and i like um hands-free leashes so i've actually made my own personal ones that i like from you know we we did some leather leashes for a while um so i kept some of them that i really like um so yeah leather hands-free is my favorite or European, you can um, look that up on Amazon. Or Texas Leash Company has some good ones. Then I got some nice skinny ones from a friend that I want to use a little bit more of because I like them. Melanie says, I haven't got my dog yet. My family's wondering how the dog interacts with them. So this is a good question too. Um, I, at home, like he's still a dog. He's still a puppy. So my family interacts with Django. You know, Django was annoying me the other day. And I'm like, go bother dad. And he jumped up on Rich's lap to leave me alone because he's a jealous dog, as you see. You know, he jumped up on Rich's lap, which is great. You know, it's not just me, 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 me. And sometimes when you feel it's me, 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 it's very overwhelming. So when my parents come down, you know, they're they're welcome to, to play with them outside if they want to, interact with them. You know, like anything goes that way because I see my parents maybe a week or two a year. Uh, so it's not like I see them all the time. It's not like they live next door. It's not like I, you know, they see them constantly. <coughs> uh, I want most fun things to come from me. So in the beginning, I'm the one who does all the training. I'm the one who does all the play stuff. But as his focus is on me, other people start doing it too. So like I said, the first, well, we've had them for three months now. And most of it has been me. Like I said, Rich and Luke will help out, but most of it has been me. So I'd say for the first month or two, it should be mostly you. And then you can start letting other people do it, depending on how he's doing it. Uh, 
that's why I didn't get a shepherd. I think my Dane mix should be good. Don't get a chocolate lab. Um, if you get one, I know this firsthand and victorious on my struggles as Maddie. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully MJ will work out for you. But yeah, labs, especially the labs are fine if they're yellow or black chocolate labs. They're just all a little bit kooky. Um, Samantha says, obviously, obedience skills right away. But when you start a puppy on service dog skills and tasks, um, Jagger was a natural alert to my cardiac episode. So I just molded his alert immediately. When do I start service dog tasks and skills is immediately. Um, I, first things I teach a puppy are his name. Um, sit, touch, and look at me. So I'm already starting with that stuff from the beginning. Touch. Um, we'll do a lot of touch stuff. I'll do the heel stuff. In the beginning, it is shaping him to know how to learn and know how to learn the best. So Samantha, the best thing is going to be that online course, that service dog online course, because if you get the service dog online course, you have access to everything um, and, and just work your way through it. So the service dog course you guys can see on that um, learn.dreamk9.com or servicedog.teachable.com. I don't say week one, do this, week two, do this. Instead, it's these are service dog skills. These are service dog tasks. So what I want you to do is work your way through them. You can't feed ours yet. No, Jango was being a hell beast. So I had to put him in his crate. Okay, I'll just get it all ready. That works. Um, so go and work your way through those. And if you're like, well, what's appropriate? Message me and we'll work it out with you. Uh, you know, like I said, I like touch. Um, I like the take. So like I said, he's three months old for the last week or so. We've been kind of working on the take and hold, but we're doing it slow. I'm not forcing it into him. I want him to be creative and want it. So it's about working that creativity too. And he says, I'm so excited for hope. Yeah, me too. Um, Samantha says, I'm pretty sure I'm planning on sending puppy to you for task training, but I want him ready for you. Oh, exactly, Samantha. And I want him ready for us as well. So we have, like, I know Finn, we've been working with, um, he's a golden puppy and he's going to be coming in. I think we were talking September, October, coming in for boot camp, um, maybe November too. But we want him, we want everyone to be prepped. So the more they know before they come to us, the better it is. And the more we can work on them, the further we can take them. Uh, Kimmy says, I'm happy to get back into training between work and my dad being sick. Both Graham and I have declined, but it's fun to think about. Yeah, so Kimmy, part of it too, because I know your dad's health has been rough lately, is you need that outlet so you don't have to think about that all the time. You know, so I would definitely carve out five minutes, set a timer on your phone, you know, at six o'clock, seven o'clock for five minutes. It's just you and Graham and you're going to shut the phone off and it's just going to be the two of you guys just training and doing fun. Um, don't just cuddle for five minutes because I know that's kind of tempting to do too, but come up with something like I want to work on touch with him and I'm going to see if I can get him to touch 50 times or I'm going to work on something new with him. Uh, I haven't worked on stand in a while. I'm going to work on getting him to stand. Uh, you know, just, just do some different stuff. Maddie says, thanks. I got to go, but I'm going to listen to the rest later. Have a good night. Thank you. Ren says, uh, I've been showing food at my forehead. Good next step. So for focus, the I don't do that. That's weird. And it's not on you, Ren, because I know everybody who does it or they'll do one of these things. Like they're giving cat eyes. Look, look at me. Look at me. No, I, I, I don't. No, less work is best work. So I'm going to capture it. And I'm going to wait them out and wait for them to do it on their own and click and treat for it. I'm not going to ask for it. I'm not going to beg and plead. I'm not going to take a food from their nose to my forehead. I'm not going to take it from their nose to my, I'm not going to spit food at them. Nope. 
I set them up, but figure it out, guys. Just figure it out because I want you to be doing it. Uh, Kimmy says we work for breakfast and we have dinner together. Sometimes I pretend to fall and get his responses right. Good. Good, good, good. Okay. Um, anything else? Because Rich just brought in that it's time to feed the heathens. So they need to work for it, especially Django, because he's got energy to burn. Um, and then he needs to take a nap. So I'm going to sign off. If you guys have any questions, uh, you know how to get in touch with me. Uh, you can message me at, um, at Dream Dogs if you message the page. Uh, it's me or Rich who's going to respond to it. Um, if you're in one of my groups, we have a How to Train Your Service Dog online discussion group. Anything here, you can continue the conversation there if you want to. Uh, we have the Dream K9 online school, which is at learn.dreamk9.com or servicedog.teachable.com. Okay. And Hope Service Dogs, you can go to hopeservicedogs.org or .com or hopeservicedogsinc.com or hopeservicedogsinc.org and it all takes you to the same spot. Um, we are starting the Instagram. We've been kind of posting on there a little bit. Uh, Facebook as well. So we're starting to get the ball rolling. Uh, you know, see how things go. I'm super excited to see what the future holds. I hope you guys have a wonderful evening and a fantastic week and I will see y'all next week.